Hi everyone, it's Anastasia Pockin, also known as Anna, and welcome to or back to my podcast, Power of Words. This is episode 3, 11 things I learned about motivation and practicing self-discipline. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Let's talk about what self-discipline and motivation really is. So first off, Self-discipline is defined as the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weakness. So it's basically being able to pursue a goal despite temptations to abandon it. It's synonymous with self-control or self-mastery. Motivation. That's the desire or the willingness to achieve something. That's basically synonymous with drive, ambition. So at this point, you might be wondering... What's so important about self-discipline? What's so significant about motivation? And until recently, I was wondering the same thing. And I was wondering, what is self-discipline? I mean, of course, there's a definition for it, sure, in the dictionary. But what is it really? And I realized that when you really think about it, there is no one definition. There's a very general definition. But if you really dig deeper, the meaning and the visions for it vary among all people. And not only that, it changes for people, changes for you, changes for me at different points of our lives. We, it depends on how we see ourselves, what we want. We all have different goals that we want to achieve. We all have different lives we desire. We all change our perspectives so there's really not one definition it does vary and that's because we all have different outlooks and different perspectives different goals and motivation to be honest i'm still working on motivation of course before i didn't even understand what it meant when adults would tell me You need to find something that motivates you. And I thought I did. But I realized it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't what I need to motivate me. It's what I use to motivate me, but it wasn't the correct thing. What did I use? I used what most people used. I used that fear, that anxiety of failure. I only did what I had to do because... I was worried about failing and I was scared to do what I really wanted to do because once again I was scared of failing. My motivating factor was fear and I thought that was enough but it's not it's not ever going to be enough even if it were to last you a lifetime it's not enough to get you to reach your potential. That's when I realized I needed to change my motivation source. And then I thought about it. What is my motivation source? Fear, anxiety. What did I want it to be? Passion, excitement. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. What is your motivation source? fear or is it your passion and your excitement 
let yourself do what you want because you feel passionate about it. Get your voice out there. And even if it fails, at least you can say that you tried. We have to start somewhere, right? Okay, now that we got all of that out there, I'm going to go ahead and continue with the 11 things I learned about self-discipline and motivation. So to begin, one, don't wait for the right mood. We all know this, but we let ourselves do it anyways. Don't wait for the right moment. It's an excuse. It's an excuse we all use. We keep thinking, oh, I just need to wait for the mood, the moment. But do we even know what that moment or mood or feeling it's supposed to really feel like? No, we don't. And it's an excuse. Why? Because we're trying to give ourselves more time to find reasons not to do, not to do whatever we want to do, whether it's work, exercise, we're holding it off, we're procrastinating. So don't wait for the right moment because it's not going to come. If you keep waiting for that mood, you're going to be waiting forever. So just get it over with, right? Count to three and just do it. Whether it's work, exercise, tasks, chores, anything. Even if you dread it. But you know you have to do it for your health. Or maybe it's because it can help you feel better. Maybe it's something that can help your mental state a bit. Just do it. Say one, two, three in your head. Count out loud. Whatever works for you. Once you get to three, do it. Right there. Because once you do it, once you have it finished you'll feel accomplished, you'll feel great. And that is what we need. Okay, and two, thinking long-term. Why is it important to think long-term, you might ask? Well, when we focus our thoughts, our mindset on our long-term goals, when we focus on how we see ourselves at our best, at our highest, where we want to be we see the life we desire and we do whatever it takes to get there and that helps us because when you really focus and emphasize on what you want in life and where you want to be in the future especially with long-term goals you start ignoring temptations it's such a big part of self-discipline just thinking long-term developing that mindset Focusing on, okay, this is what I want to achieve and I have to put it, this is the type of work ethic I have to have. And of course, there'll be times where you want to give up, where there'll be something that you just kind of want to, there'll be temptations, if that makes sense. And we have to understand that they're just that, temptations. They're there to tempt us, but we need to stay focused and driven we have to understand that we have goals and if we allow ourselves to indulge in these trivial matters then we're getting we're getting further off from where we where we should be going our potential so let me ask you these questions who do you want to be in one month six months one year 10 years, 
What's your ultimate goal? What is the life you desire? Of course, these answers will vary. Be descriptive with your answers, don't, but we have to understand where we want to go and what our long-term life goals are. If we don't, what are we what are we working for? Three, our minds feel fear the same way we feel excitement. And I know that sounds a bit weird. Our brains can't even tell the difference between being scared or being excited. But I think it actually makes a pretty interesting point. Because if we think about it, most of us, we let our fears hinder us from becoming the person we want to be, from reaching our potential, achieving our goals, achieving our desires in life, reaching the type of life and success that we deserve. We are our own limits. We stop ourselves. Why? Because we're scared. We're scared to fail. We're scared to mess up. We're scared we're not going to get the results we want. We're scared we're we're going to get judged. That's what we're scared of. But if our brain can't tell the difference between fear and excitement, what would that mean? Well, it could mean that when we feel fear, when we feel nervous or anxious, we can actually tell ourselves, I'm not scared, I'm not nervous, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here to do whatever you're nervous about. I'm Maybe it's a presentation. You can say, I'm excited about this presentation. I'm excited to get people excited to speak in front of everyone. Of course, it sounds very scary. I, I understand. But we can convince ourselves. We can convince our brains. We can trick it into thinking. We're not scared. We're excited. And you know what? That, can, that not only makes you feel better, but you have no idea how much more you can get done. You can take that step because when we feel excited to do something rather than scared or worried, we actually take more of a leap and that can lead us into the direction that we should be going. Because a lot of us, we stop ourselves from reaching our full potential because we're scared, but how about we take that step because we're excited? You're not scared, you're excited. That's what you have to tell yourself. That's what's going to help you keep going. Four, replacing negative self-talk with positive. This is actually one I talked more about in my first episode uh, where I talked about the mindset basically, just developing more of a growth mindset rather than a fixed one and why it's important. And I talked a lot about self-talk. Now, a lot of us, including myself recently, well, until recently at least, I was always talking to myself in a negative way. If I made a mistake, I would tell myself, well, I can see why. You're stupid. You're this. You're worthless. You're, you were bound to fail anyway. You're not going to do anything great in life. That's what I told myself constantly. And I realized, would I have said that to anyone else if they made the same mistakes as me? No, of course not. So why would we do that to ourselves? Why would we degrade ourselves so much to the point where we just 
we're just scared to mess up. We're just scared to take that next step. And it's not just me. I know that. I think a lot of us, we let our negative self-talk run the way we do things. And we have to understand that we are actually our own motivating factor. And whether you realize or or not, your negative self-talk or your positive self-talk really do have an impact on how you do everything, how you run your life what you do, and the decisions you make. So if you're speaking negatively with yourself, where do you think that's going to bring you? Do you think it's going to bring you the success that you want? You think that constantly criticizing yourself, degrading yourself, is going to bring you to your highest point in life? No, it's, it's going to bring you down. It's going to be your downfall. That's reality. I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but it really is. It's, it's reality. But positive self-talk, you're motivating yourself. You're building yourself up. You're not tearing yourself down. You're building yourself up to be the best person that you can be, not only through maybe physical work you're doing, but as, the, as a person, you're growing emotionally, physically, and if you're allowing yourself to speak to yourself positively just like you would with someone else, I mean, it shows that you know that you have the potential. You have you you can succeed. And if you just tell yourself that, if you just remind yourself that I'm loved, just say I'm loved, I'm cared for, I'm strong and powerful and I'm motivated, I'm driven, I'm this. Just keep telling yourself that all of these positive things and you won't re- like it'll it might be hard to realize now i understand but once you start focusing on improving you you can reach your highest self you have more of a potential to reach the point where you want to go the point in your life you want to be at and of course from there you can grow even more Motivation starts with you. It starts with how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you think. It's all, everything that you want to do, it all starts from the way you talk to yourself, the way you carry yourself. Speak to yourself with kindness. Be careful with yourself. Don't let fear run your mind don't let fear run the way you talk to yourself don't don't degrade yourself build yourself up be that motivating factor for yourself be kind and focus on improving even if you made a mistake it's okay accept it it's okay but also understand that you can do better. That's not the best you can do. You can do better. You can always do better. Remind yourself. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as I grow from it. And it's okay. You're strong. You're powerful. 
replace negative self-talk with the positive. I can't stress how important that is. Five, writing down goals. Now, I know you've probably heard this a lot, you know, in school, um, especially at school, really, your classes, your teachers probably had you write down goals in your journals or paper or whatever, I guess. Um, But it really is important, whether it's big or small or short-term or long-term. They're what helps us understand what we really want. Once you establish and you write down whatever you want to achieve, you start to realize, this is what I'm working for. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I want. This is the type of life I want. It increases motivation and it increases the chances of you achieving them. Six, scripting. So this kind of has to do with the idea of the law of attraction. At least that's where I got it from. But I thought it was really helpful. So I guess I'll talk about it for a bit. So scripting is basically just allowing yourself to visualize and write down maybe on paper like a journal or something i usually just have a journal where i write it all down so write down a future for yourself and in present tense with great detail so what do you see what do you smell what do you feel what do you think what's around you allow yourself to visualize just go and just think whatever you want to do like think of the life you desire think of you already there Think of you already at that point. Just visualize it. Okay? How is it? What do you feel? Are you excited? Really acknowledge how you're feeling. It's it's all about how you're feeling. So whenever you're writing it down, really acknowledge it and say, Hey, I really appreciate all of this, everything I have right now. And and just talk about what you see and then say, like, wow, I feel grateful. I feel excited anything think about what you really want and then apply it into your vision into how you see your future and act as if it's already yours and then write it down so you can think of it as writing or scripting it into your life this really does increase motivation so much especially when you use more detail you're more likely to see what you really want you're really able to envision everything then you start to think i think i'm capable of getting to that point once you really see what you want to see what you the life you want to have the life you desire that is an incredible motivating factor i've tried it multiple times and wow it blew my mind how much it helped me feel so much more motivated and inspired because i understood i'm working for something this is the life i'm working for and i'm not gonna let anything stop me i'm gonna keep going and you should we should too we all should we need to allow ourselves to be excited about the life we want to have because that can help us reach it even if it's hard we all have the potential to get to where we want to be so we need to understand that and we need to do the work it takes to get there and to do that sometimes we have to envision it we have to 
see it. So always remind yourself, what are your goals? Write it down. Seriously, it, it helps. Use use detail. It, it can be short. It can be long. Just use detail because it can help you understand, wow, this is what I want. This is what I'm work, working for. I'm going to work for it. Seven, you won't always feel motivated or have the same work ethic. Sometimes there are setbacks and that's okay. We have to accept it. It's completely normal. And in truth, it's the moment when we convince ourselves we will always feel this energetic, this motivated, this inspired, which is common and easier than you may come to think. That may actually initiate your downfall. It's completely normal and expected for setbacks to occur, to feel that lack in motivation and productivity. But what action will be taken? Now, will we be part of the 99% of the population who give in to trivial desires and think with a short-term mindset where we listen purely and solely with our hearts and not our minds? Or will we be the 1%? who understand the significance in prioritization and focus on long-term goals rather than allowing ourselves to constantly settle for and indulge in temporary pleasures. Where do you stand? Where do you want to stand? I actually recently had a conversation with a friend who I really respect and admire um, and he talked about prioritization. We talked about the difficulties in balancing academic life with social life along with other areas, of course, and accepting that focusing on long-term goals can come with a cost, which includes friendships, activities, you know, etc. But we need to make sacrifices to give ourselves opportunities to flourish. It's reality. So... That encouraged me to come to one question. I wanted to ask myself, do I want to work because I played or do I want to play because I worked? I think that's a good question that we all need to ask ourselves sometimes. Eight, reflection and vulnerability. We need to focus on ourselves and think about why we do what we do. What do we want? We need to understand our flaws so we can improve them. And we need to focus on our strengths so we can emphasize them. We have to reflect on who we are right now so we can become the person we want to be. And not just that, we have to let people in. We have to be able to trust people, be able to have people we can count on. And... That starts with you. We need to be able to let ourselves trust people and let ourselves open up. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. People need people. It's part of society. It's part of basic human nature. And when you are the person you want to be, think of the person that you want to continue to grow into. Never stop trying to improve because there's always room for it. There's no such thing as perfect, and we've all heard that. But there is the notion of improvement. The only limit 
to ourselves, well, it's us. Don't be satisfied by good enough. Always work to keep improving. Nine, establishing and surrounding ourselves with people who allow us to flourish. Who you surround yourself with can affect your mindset and your goals. Say you're around people with limited mindsets. You tend to adopt that way of thinking. You'll see how they see the world, how they see themselves, how they see their future. And almost inevitably, maybe not quite there, but most people do tend to adopt that way of thinking because that's what they're surrounded with. It's what they learn. It's all about environment. And it's the same as if you are around those who are more focused and goal-oriented. You feel more motivated to think and see in the same way. And therefore, you allow yourself to grow and to prosper. But it's also important to understand where you stand here. What are your goals and your mindset? Because that's what attracts certain people to you. Therefore, when we begin to establish ourselves as people who are driven driven and motivated by what we are determined to achieve, like-minded individuals will be naturally attracted into your life and help you build ideas, inspiration, and possibly even allow you to turn these dreams into plans. So raise the bar for yourself. Raise your energy because those are the types of people that's going to be attracted to you and it can be for the better. 10. Appreciation When we appreciate more, when we notice what we're appreciating, maybe if we are just simply acknowledging it, thinking about it, or especially writing it down, it rewires our brains into noticing the positives in our lives, which can lead to even more appreciation, which is a dominant factor in maintaining that drive and motivation or even initiating it. But we can also have a similar effect with failures, except quite the opposite. The more negatives we notice, maybe around us and what we're doing, the more we keep noticing failures, we're more inclined to give up. Why? Because we're so focused on all of the negative that we start rewiring our brain to notice more of the negative. So then that ends up bringing us down and even degrading us in a way. That hinders motivation. That stops us from getting to where we need to go. Appreciate more. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate what you're doing. Because you can build a much better foundation of motivation when you are thankful for everything that's in your life already. And last but definitely not least, 11. Treat failure like gold. Now this one sounds easy, but it is honestly really hard. 
I know a lot of people feel inclined to just give up because they keep making mistakes. They keep failing. They keep thinking, I can't do this. They develop the mindset that they keep making mistakes. It's ob- it obviously means to them that they just shouldn't do it, that they should just give up, maybe find something else. But in truth, whatever you find, you're going to fail at it at some point. But when I'm, I'm using failure, failing right now, as more of a loose term. Because you're not really failing, you're just making mistakes. And mistakes are part of the process. That's what helps you grow. That's what helps you prosper. That's what helps you reach your goals. Rather than seeing it as a reason to give up, use it as a stepping stone towards your long-deserved success. You know that you can make it. You know that if you keep working at it, you can make it. You know that deep down. So when you fail, or no, let me say, when you make a mistake, don't give up. Because that can teach you something. That can teach you a lesson. Then you'll know, okay, I shouldn't do this. Or maybe I can change something. Just it'll help you improve yourself even more. It's not there to bring you down. It's there to build you up. And a lot of people miss that. And you making mistakes is really, it's really not failing. Real failure is you giving up on something that you had potential in. All because you made mistakes and you were too tired to keep going even though you knew you could have done it if you just kept working at it. Don't give up on something if you've already started. Unless you're truly not interested in it, of course that's a different thing, but if you really do think that you can make something of yourself through whatever it is that you're passionate about, don't give up. You have so much more, you have so much potential. Let failure, or no, let your mistakes drive you. Let your mistakes help you improve as a person and as someone who wants to get better. It's a stepping stone. It's not there to hinder you. It's there to lead you to your success. Remember that. All right, so that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to my podcast. It really means a lot, and I truly do appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I hope you can tune into my next episode here on Power of Words. This is Anastasia Pockin. Thank you.